Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today's guest is someone I have known and loved for over five plus years, Kim. Kim says a song that encompasses her essence is Orange Blood by Mountain Joy. Welcome, Kim. Thanks. Thanks for letting me be here. Absolutely, Holmes. I, you know I wanted you on here. Um, and this is funny enough. So Kim and I met um, at Blue Hole, which is, is it a, a watering hole? a watering hole. Like yeah. jump off the rocks. Yeah. It was like around. outside of JMU, both um, Kim and I went to James Madison University. And it was like very casual meeting. There wasn't too many of us at this wa- like watering yeah. hole. So like in passing, we kind of had to like see each other. Um, and so we, you know, were, I think exchanged a compliment or two. Yeah. We um, stopped up there. Yeah. Had a good time. Good vibes. Nothing I, serious. Yeah. I was living with primarily people I didn't know yeah. in my apartment that year. And yeah. That was what was crazy. I get a text saying like, hey, from one of my friends, like, hey, come over. Um, we got a new roommate. And it was literally the exact same day that I got that text, and I came over like at, later that a- afternoon, yeah. and I walk in, and there's Kim. Yeah, that was wild. I yeah. was like, hey, <laughs> hi, welcome. Oh, I live here. Right? Who are you? Okay. Well, I guess this is gonna work out now. Um, so ever since then, Kim and I have been um, really close. We actually uh, ended up living right across the street from each other mm-hmm. on um, in Richmond, and that was very helpful during COVID times because we were in each other's circles. So. Um, really honestly got me through a majority of things. So yeah. um, I'm just excited for you to be here. Are you ready for yeah. these eight questions? I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. So first question for you, Kim, is the three for one special. Who are you? What do you do? And is that where you want to be right now? Loaded question there, B. Yeah. Um, I'm Kim. I, you know, I'm figuring out a lot right now. So who I am, great question. Um, <laughs> Just in brief, I'm an introvert. I love humans, but you know, you gotta be in my circle, otherwise I don't want to see you. Yep. Kind of. Or I'll try, but I don't like many people. Um, but I love humans that are my humans. I love comfy clothes. I love being outside. I love being active, but I also love to eat, be a couch potato, yeah. play board games, craft, and do a whole lot of nothing. Um, outside of just like me as a human, my career, I'm a behavior analyst and an educator. Um, fun fact, Kim has like two master's degrees. Yeah. Like Kim is extremely (laughs) educated on behavior analysts. Over, over educated, underpaid. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Say it louder. So, um, you know, the education world is a hot mess right now. Um, so while I love the children and I love what I do and I love like who I get to work with and serving others is like my whole heart. Um, I don't know if that's where I want to be right now. I'm figuring that out. It's fair. I have some time left in me, but with this economy and, um, just, you know, having some life goals you know, buying a house would be cool. Yeah. You know, just having a good amount of savings would be nice. Yeah. So, um, looking to change so I can, you know, have the life I want too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Susan and I recorded a couple of days ago and we both said like how one of our goals is to like be able to buy a house. Yeah. Um, and I got right into the microphone and I literally said, if you can buy a house right now, I hate you. And I would like to say that I still stand on that. Yeah. I would just like to buy one, you yeah, know, right? or even like the option to have one. Right. That would be so fun, but no, we'll rent forever. So, you know, working on that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think that that's fair. And 
um, you could have written down, like, I got bills to pay. And that made me smile because that really is, like, the worst part about it all. But I'm really proud of you for paying your bills because yeah. you could be doing irresponsible stuff, but instead you're making money and doing what you need to do. So I'm proud of you on yeah. that. Thanks. You're welcome, Holmes. So we'll figure it out. Hell yeah, we'll figure it out. Question number two. What is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? Okay. So I did a lot of thinking on this. I am very introverted, very introspective. So I have a lot of realizations in my little brain that I overthink too much in. Um, but my most recent and like most powerful recent one has been protecting my peace. Um, none of you know me. Maybe a few of you know me that are listening. Um, but to really like go into me and understand why this is so big because you're very opposite of me, but yeah. you're outspoken. Yeah. You are. We make a good pair. We do. We balance. Yeah, you know, we do. Yang yang. Yes. Um, but I am an empath. I am highly sensitive, and um, I think it's important to know this to like kind of understand how much of a breakthrough this is. Yeah. Because I don't, like as an empath, you take on the pain of others. You take on their feelings. You take on what's going on. So you know, if someone's really having a hard time, I'm there to listen. I am there to absorb yeah. and like be a friend and validate and empathize. But then I bring that home, yeah. and it doesn't leave. So sometimes I found myself in scenarios where um, I take that on, and then I don't have what I need to take care of me. Right. Um, and then I'm very drained. You won't see me for a while. Um, I just don't have the energy to take that on. Um, There's like a description of like empaths that it's like you fill, you have a full cup, but you're pouring into everybody else's cup. Yes, and then all of a sudden you me. have an empty cup and you're like, well, now where, what am I supposed to drink? Right. Right. So I think that's important to know. So I've, I've been working on protecting my peace. Good that, for you. That's how I'd like to phrase that. Um, I have been saying no to things that I would just normally be like, yes, I'll be there. Right. Um, and I'm like, I can't handle that. Like that was great. And, but I have a lot going on, um, myself and just like goals and stuff. And I'm like, well, if I do all and say all the yes things to all of my people that I would love to take care of, yeah, then I'm saying no to myself. Right. And, um, do you think that's come with age, like as you've gotten older? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think I've just realized I'm like, I've had like friendships and work relationships where I am the pour, pouring into everyone and yeah. that's not always reciprocated. Yeah. And um, I felt more and more drained and, you know, as goes on like it just drains and drains and drains and I'm in therapy and yeah. therapy my therapist she's great um she's like you need to set boundaries yeah it's like yeah I know but like how do you say no to something right like, how do you say no to someone yeah um so I think like just being in therapy and and with age and with being like you know you have a career and you have bills to pay and it's more stressful yeah like it it becomes more priority to pre protect that piece um and I think, you know, relationships, friendships, every sort of relationship ebbs and flows. And sometimes, you know, I'm going to have to be the one pouring into you. Yeah. But at one point when, you know, you're doing better yourself, that has to be, you know, you have to start pouring back into me too, right? right? Yeah. So 
Um, I felt like I was pouring a lot into people and I'd be in conversations um, there to support friends and um, vent and vent and vent and then I'd be like, you know, like, I really wanted to talk about, like, I'm going through shit now too. And right. I'm like, there was never space for that right. um, with some friends and I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, so really the biggest thing for me is just like, I will give everyone the space they need and I will still pour into my people. But, um, do you remember when I used to call people clients? (laughs) Yes. Because clients (laughs) are people that are like, you're, you go and you hang out and they talk the entire time about everything that's going on with them. And don't get me wrong. I've been that person like in a moment of like when people are going through stuff, but it's like what you said, eventually you're going to have to like respond back. So it's like when you hang out multiple times in a row and you're not actually getting to have any conversation about you or making connection. Mm -hmm. It's just listening over and over. That's a client. You're, you're there for a business. Especially like when they don't want to listen to anything you say to I'm like, wait, what am I here for advice? What am I here for? What am I here for? I'm just listening and listening. And then I tell you things and you don't do anything about it. So why, why am I entertaining them? Yeah. Um, it's tough sometimes. It's tough. Yeah. Um, so I just noticed that I, I overthink and I was like, wow, I'm pouring to all these people and no one is pouring back into me. Right. Um, and I think after the pandemic got, I mean, is the pandemic over? I don't is know. the pandemic over is a great question. But, but like, you know, when we could see people more, I like found myself clinging on to people because I was like, oh my gosh, I can see and I can talk to you and I can like be around people. Right. And then I like felt like I was very like getting poured, pouring into people and not getting it. And I was like, I was so much more at peace with myself when I was locked up in my house (laughs) (laughs) because people weren't needing me so much. So then I was like, I need to really scale it back to be able to do everything because we're working again. We're living life as normal pre-COVID again. Like I can't, I can't do this. No. Um, So it's been my biggest thing to really say no to really take that time to recharge and really have those boundaries to be able to take care of me take care of um you know the people that pour back into you yeah absolutely so yeah that is my biggest breakthrough yeah tell me the reward of that breakthrough um I will say it's hard I, I don't think I've been fully rewarded quite yet yeah um I will compare it to I said this the other day, and my therapist was like, that was a really great comparison time. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my thing. <laughs> um, the therapist affirmation hits different. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Therapist affirmation is like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel so I feel like, so much, much better. better now. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, with friends who aren't pouring into you, I refer to weeding those out as when you're going through your closet, purging all your clothes. Ooh, yeah. And then it takes some time to build that wardrobe back up that you want. Like, you can't just go out and, I mean, at least I can't, go out and have, like, a $2,000 shopping spree to replace replace all the clothes I just got rid of. Right. But, like, I'm going to have to work with what I've got, and I'm going to build it up over time. And I feel like right now I'm in that rebuild phase of, like, getting my essentials back in that closet and um, finding those people I have, I definitely have like my core people and, but, um, it's definitely smaller. Yes. So I'm in that rebuild phase of like finding those people who are going to, you know, build me up and do things that I like to do and, um, 
you know, we can be more reciprocal. Absolutely. Um, so that's one of the things. But I'm also, with the friends that I, I have, um, I'm spending more time with those. I feel more intentional. Yes. I feel like I'm doing things that I like with those friends. Good. Um, I'm saying no to those plans that I don't want to do. Sometimes I have to say yes because, like, it's reciprocal. You, you gotta do some things you right. don't want to do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I'm I'm being more selective about that. Um, I'm a better partner. Good. Um, I think I at least think I am. Right, Chris. Um, <laughs> I get the report back from Chris. Partner. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I think I I'm like able to pour like that energy that he needs into into him into and into us in our relationship. So Absolutely. it feels more fulfilling. I feel. Um, and when our goals and aspirations right now are things like buying a house and stuff like that, a lot of the times people in partnerships and both of us specifically like want to work with our partner towards that goal. Yes. Um, and so that in itself takes away from going out as much, going mm -hmm. and doing things. And um, one of my friends. They literally did not do anything for six months. Like they were straight up like, hey, we can't hang out. We can't do anything. We really want to buy a house. We really want to do it now. We're not going out. You're more than welcome to come over and see us, but like we're hibernating, like so sorry. Mm -hmm. And I respected that grind so much because it really did get to the point where I was like, please come to my birthday party. Yeah. And like, they were like, we, it's, it's not in the books, baby. And even ended up did coming, but it was just like, I really appreciated just the energy behind that because partnerships, sometimes you do have to pour more into that yeah. to get where you actually want to go. So I think that's a really good point too. Yeah. You have to, if you, you know, we're like almost in our thirties, you know, you gotta like yeah. pour into things that you want to grow and like really cultivate that. Absolutely. So priorities shift and it's weird. Cause it's like, you know, feels like yesterday I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm old enough to go to a bar. I'm going to go out every weekend. <laughs> I'm going to do all these things with all of my friends. Right. And now I'm like, hold up. Who wants to come over for a board game night Heck and yeah. spend no money? Yeah. Listen, me and Kim have a game night. We played Monopoly. We still need to get back into it. We got to start over. Yeah, we didn't we get to finish. That is a long game. Who knew? It's so long. We didn't know. Um, question number three, what is the weirdest thing you do, Kim, that com makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? I had a, you know, I consider myself a weirdo. I am not unaware that I'm yeah, a weirdo. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that's why I like um, you. That's yeah. literally why we get along. What I've realized is I'm surrounded by other weirdos who <laughs> don't think my shit is weird. <laughs> and I'm like, cause I was like, what do I do that's weird that every, that like, you all think it's weird that right. I don't think it's weird. And they're like, I don't know. I can't think of anything. I was like, what? How? And then Chris pointed out, like, when I listed off who I asked, he's like, because they're all fucking weird. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, so here, here's what I've come up with. Um, I really think my food combos are, like, odd. Chris, my boyfriend, has really pointed that out recently. Um, we, we've lived together since the end of summer, so, like, we are... Pointing out things we've never noticed before. Right, right. Hit um, us with a weird food combo. What we got? Chicken cutlets, like breaded, like Italian chicken cutlets. Okay. And I dip them in applesauce. And, okay. And what makes it worse is that the applesauce is cinnamon. No, no, because in the back of my head, I had a moment where I was like, at least it's not cinnamon. I literally said that in the back of my head, and look at what you've done. <laughs> yes. Uh, Don't yeah. tell me you're not. Yeah. Chris said he will never try it. No, that's... I. I said that's fine. You Why don't have to. cinnamon applesauce? I guess so. Here's 
I, I had to figure this out because uh-huh. he's like, how did you even try that? Correct. Um, <laughs> my mom would make chicken cutlets and sometimes like if she didn't have a vegetable that I was willing to eat as a child, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like sometimes my vegetable on my plate would be like just like a little bit of applesauce yeah. or like something like it would be a fruit instead. Right. Um, and I think once when we had chicken cutlets, my applesauce touched my chicken and I was like, hmm, it's interesting. And then I just started dipping it in there. I was like, yeah, that's not bad. Um, it's weird. It is weird, but if it works out, go ahead and get it. Um, another one I got made fun of in high school for this a lot. I love like little pretzel sticks and I dip it in cream cheese. Mm. No, that's good. I think it tastes like a bagel. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Little sweet, salty combo. Yeah. I love Um, that. But yeah, that's those. I would say those are my like weirdest combos. Yeah. yeah um, tell me about um, because I know that I knew this about you before, but you don't wear your outside clothes um, in your bed. No. Like nowhere clothes. Like, will you want to even sit on your bed in your outside clothes? No. That's crazy. See, it's not. First of all, let me rephrase. Yeah, I just so, especially like when I was living by myself in my own room, I always share shower before bed yeah or like at night time so I'm in my PJs fresh body I'm gonna get in my clean bed in my clean body yeah and my bed is gonna be clean mm-hmm. um so I and I like also like to lounge with my bed un like made and like lay on top and like read and be in my comfy clothes and I don't want to think about like potential like germs especially like when that became very relevant to me I was I am and was working with children yeah um and they are germy little mofos and i love them right but like little Susie snotting on her arm yeah, and picking her nose and touching you and then you tie their shoes and sometimes their shoelaces are wet stop it and you don't know if that's water no 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 stop it okay mm-mm, mm-mm. no mm. well that's my point sometimes they wipe their hands on you stop underpaid 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 yeah like underpaid. I just don't want that anywhere on my bed so like my bed was my sacred space so That's I don't very I don't fair. okay and I just like I will let other people do it if like they're in my house and like I was like but like I prefer not to yeah absolutely. I avoid it there's actually a lot of people that agree with you um I'm Especially just post pandemic I was gonna like more mm-hmm. people are in agreement yes absolutely um I feel like I don't know there, there are days where I know um but I know I'm a morning shower that's the worst part about me um, so I'm definitely... It's shifted now that I live with Chris. It's, Ooh. I can't control when he showers. <gasps> Tea, roommate. So I, I've do? accepted it. I've yeah. accepted it. Yeah. Um, but... It's fine, right? It's okay for now. One day we're going to have a house, and I can't wait to have a house. Same. And One there's going to be two bathrooms, and I'm going to be able to take a shower. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't wait to be able to take a shower for, like, longer than six minutes without it stop being, like, hot water. Oh no, that's a problem. Why? It's fine. Um, I okay. Real talk. I tried. I saw a TikTok that was like, your landlord puts stoppers on your um thing. Like you should check your shower handle. And then I took the shower handle off. This is right when we first moved in. And I saw what they were talking about. And so I was trying to like play with it. It, it it wasn't that and then I ended up bringing the shower handle and then we didn't have a shower handle for like three months because my landlord <laughs> was obviously not going to come try to fix the shower handle um, the shower would still turn on but it was just a nuisance anyway that was a different oh. tangent anyway um, the follow up question with the um, what's the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense to you 
The follow-up question is, what is an activity that helps you feel like connected to your best self? Mm. I have fun answering this one. Good. Um, and I, I learned a little bit about myself doing this one because... Cute. Um, yeah, I was reading about empaths because I like wanted to like be able to talk about that yeah. um, just more fluently than I might. Um, and it said a lot of empaths like to be outside and in nature. And that felt very true. Um, because you're not taking on people's feelings when you're out in nature. Right. You're not in an environment like socially that could make you socially anxious. Yep. Um, because you're not taking on anything. And I'm a beach queen. Yes, she is. Um, I was an ocean lifeguard for 10 years. I have been a beach baby since the start. My mom could not pull me out of the ocean as a kid. Um, so my favorite activity that helps me connect to myself is body surfing. Nice. Um, I love surfing and I love like any board or boat type things that I can do, but body surfing requires less things to carry. It's very convenient. I have a pair of fins and, um, a friend of mine's dad makes these hand boards that you like use to steer yourself on the waves. So like, cool. I kinda, like like, you can, like, ride down the line like you're surfing. And, like, that's my piece. Like, I'm just paying attention to the waves, the sets. Like, when are the waves coming in? How are they coming in? Where do I need to place myself? Um, I swim back and forth. And, like, I'm just, like, you know, floating around, riding waves. Like, I will... The waves can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I would. I love when waves break and, like, right in front of me and just, like, smack me in the face. I'm like, this feels so great. Heck like, yeah. It's just, like, very therapeutic. So... Um, I definitely find myself in the ocean waiting for waves and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm just smiling from ear to ear, like <laughs> out here alone, having the best time ever. And I'm like, I love it. I love the ocean. It's my favorite yeah. place to feel free. Yeah. Um, Cause really like does. the bot, like the body of water holds you mm-hmm. in a way that nobody else and nothing mm. else can physically hold you. And just like that weight lifted is just feel like just so small and irrelevant like no one cares you look (laughs) last I say you look out into like the shoreline and like you see a couple boats and like I don't know that's it yeah like it's nothing anything crazy I love being away from traffic like I love yeah it's like it's just a beautiful place um Kim is part of a group called the mermaids that's how beach girl she really is yes yeah I met all of like my closest friends um when I was between like 16 and 19 yeah. um all on beach patrol um we were working with each other all day every day we would hang out after we still do yeah. um i love them so much to the point that i have a mermaid tattoo on my arm cool um one i love them and two i love mermaids and yeah. i was like this is so important they're so important and like they make me feel loved and important and like even i will say they are the only people that i will say that can go out in the ocean with me and I'm still going to be like content by myself. Like, yeah, like I'm still content. Like I don't feel like self-conscious because I'm like, we're all doing the same thing. We all just want to ride some waves and hang out and like enjoy being with each other. It's it's the best. I love that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Question number four, what is a trauma that has shaped you? Um, or maybe you're still trying to learn how to break through. Yes. Um, Speaking up, mm-hmm. being blunt, mm-hmm. being straightforward, being honest, stating my opinion, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that is really hard for me. Why? Um, I 
think I think about how everyone else is going to feel about whatever I say. Ooh, empath. Interesting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Very typical. I'm like, well, that's a big group. I don't know what she's going to think or if this is going to start an argument. Gotcha. I'm not, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. But I'm also like, um, I'm not as outspoken as you be, and I wish I could be. Like, you are, sometimes when I'm not going to say something, I think, Bethany would just say it, wouldn't she? Yeah, sometimes. And I'm like, all right. Here goes. And I try it. I'm like, that was scary. Um, how does she do this all the time? Stop. Sometimes you get fired. Um, so <laughs> fair. So um, it, it, I'm proud of you, though. That's yeah. So and I and I'm like, well, again, therapy. Thank you. Right. Um, they're like, well, you might want someone to like do this or be, you know, a listening ear right. to you, or to do this in your relationship or it would make you more comfortable if they didn't do this anymore but how are they going to know that if you don't say anything yes and I'm like well that's fair yeah I can't just like assume that they're going to read my mind and know that I don't like it or like read my body language because they're not empaths not everyone is going to pick up on that right exactly um some people walk around without mental illness crazy right are you sure? Yes, people really do do it. I don't. I don't. They understand. don't have any mental illness. They just walk around and live. Yeah, my one friend, <laughs> Nora, love you, girl. Um, she's like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, I've never felt anxious. And I'm like, what? What? How yeah. do you do that? That's insane. Um, um, but I am. I'm speaking up more. I'm like, I can't get my needs met if no one knows what my needs are. Correct. Um, and I'm also like. I'm tired of people who are going to say X, Y, and Z to someone else, but not tell me. Yeah. Like, if you notice a red flag that I have not picked up on, and you're my good friend, please tell me. Right. Like, if you see something that's unhealthy that I continuously do, call me out on it. Right. And, I, and like, I appreciate that. And I'm also like, what are friends for if you're not going to be honest and open and... Hold each other accountable. Hold each other accountable for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. Like, um, but weirdly enough, I've had friendships end over that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm like, I would feel like a bad friend if I didn't say something Correct. to you about this. So... I understand why that's hurtful, but also, like, I think it's important. Other, like, this is how people end up in shitty situations for way too long. This is how people, like, continuously go down a dark rabbit hole of, like, depression or just unhealthy habits that are, like, really taking them down and their mental health and the people around them. Yeah. Um, Speaking up is a risk. It it is. is. Um, And it's why people don't want to do it. And Um, I'm a people pleaser. Exactly. And have you done the Enneagram? Yes, I'm a two. I knew it. I knew it. And two is, I think, a people pleaser. I think it's yeah, very much like serving others. Serving others, like very much like yeah, loves to do things. Listener, right? Yeah, loves to do things for the sake of other people, which completely checks for you. Yeah. Um, but I think though, um, that because it's such a risk, when you do lose friendships over that, how do you kind of step back and say, okay, um. Another friend down. Yeah. Like, how do you build yourself back up? How do you want to still continue friendships even though you've had these yeah. faults? Um, I know, faults. Sorry, that was the wrong phrase. That's okay. Issues. I understand what you're saying. Thank you. Um, I think 
Fallouts was the word. I was Fallouts, yes. Um, I think I am reflective and like, okay, well, like, maybe next time, how could I have delivered that better? Yeah. Um, I've had to do this a lot because of the nature of my role. I've been a school administrator. Um, I manage a lot of people who manage children. And um, you have to tell them straight up. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a lot of practice in a professional sense. And then I've been practicing in like personal senses too. Um, that I'm like, no, but like, look at all the times that this has worked out and that it has been important that yes. you've said these things and it has created a difference for the teacher, the classroom, the student. Uh, and for the friends that I have said things to that are like, okay, thanks for saying that. Thanks for being honest. Like, especially my friends who are well, well aware that this is hard for me, they're like, thanks, that was hard. Wow, Kim. And I'm like, so I'm like, I know I'm doing stuff and I, I definitely fuck up and I definitely yeah. find myself in friendships where I don't feel comfortable saying those things. Um, but you have to like balance out the pros and the cons. Absolutely. Like, okay, if I do say this, the pro is now they're aware. <laughs> the con is they might be mad. Um, but is it worth it? Maybe. Because it's the... And I, and I think that's all those the things that you have to take into account when you're saying those things. Exactly. And, like, also you're trying to save your friend. And you're trying to yeah. be there for your friend. So... Or whoever it is you're talking to. But um, I think that it's courageous of you to say, like, I'm still working on that. Like, I'm trying. And, like, you're attempting. Like, I hope you see your, like... The progress you're making yeah I mean, I've seen it but yeah and it's definitely like made a difference in like friendships relationships family yes. like I don't like the way like you're saying this to me and um, yeah and like it's definitely caused waves but like I've noticed a shift in their behavior around me mm-hmm. and like I definitely like tiptoe after I say things and I'm getting better about not being like a scared little mouse after my mouth opens yeah but um it's definitely like been powerful and like helpful and has like repaired things that um and made my people aware absolutely and I think that your inner child is definitely proud of you for speaking up and saying things because I think little Kim yeah little Kim little Kim um would be really proud of you yeah yeah it's it's a work in progress. It is a work in progress, but that's why it's the answer to Sometimes what do you still work like on? A, it's like a WWBD. What would Bethany do? That's <laughs> and the answer is scream. Um, so, yes. Okay, question number five. What are some common barriers that you think prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? Yes. Um, yes. 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 There are just so many things. Yes. Um, and going into like, just going back to the last question, like speaking up, uh, and like having that backlash is enough for someone who's a people pleaser to shut the fuck up. Right. Um, (laughs) like now I'm done. That's enough. Right. But, um, perception, perception is a big one. I think especially at the time that we're living at. We are in a social media world. Yes. There's a lot of perception, a lot of, like, assumptions made off of what they see online. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people care what 
others are going to see or think and it's very easy to access information yeah. about others yes so it's like what are people gonna think when we do this and what are they gonna think from if I say that or right. that I've changed or yeah Ooh, changing um, is the hardest when people say you've changed yeah and personally I love change um, it's hard <laughs> yeah the first step is always the scariest one but um, and I've been talking about this a lot recently but along with perception it's like this idea that like all friendships are forever yeah or that we need to be the friend that we always were to these people uh-huh. and I'm very aware that like people are some people are for seasons maybe yes. there's they're very long seasons and sometimes they're not but like um for example I'm 29 I what? gross I know it's right <laughs> I'm 28 <laughs> I'm 29 I live with my partner yeah I feel like at this age everyone is either married with a house a pet a child on the way yeah there are new relationships and then there's like our single friends and there's nothing wrong with any of those things but they're all very different chapters of life and like very different priorities and not that I'm not friends with anyone but I definitely like feel myself filtering around different groups because I'm like single Kim didn't necessarily do these things but like now this is a priority like I'm getting my life together like um and like the foundation of our friendship was that we were all single and going out exactly yes that is no longer the case and like now that friendship isn't the same and like while I still like value and hold those people near and dear to my heart um I'm not going to show up to all the same things and like people get mad about that and I'm like well, I'm not going out until 2 a.m. I've always hated that, but I was more willing to do it when I was younger and also wasn't, like, saving towards, like, bigger goals. Yes. Um, I also don't like drinking much anymore. And, like, I just don't want to. And, like, people get mad about, like, not wanting, me not wanting to do those things. And I'm like, okay, I can either accept that and just be authentic and true being like I don't want to but if you want to come over and watch a movie cool right but like there's like definitely like a lot of friends who like feel this need to maintain what they were yeah absolutely um people really hit that peak. or that perception or that filter of yeah around those groups of people because of who they used to be yeah and that foundation that was built on so I definitely think about that as a big barrier yeah tied into perception um I don't come from a large family I technically have a half brother I have not spoken to in I don't know 12 13 years and may that continue um may that continue in peace um I have a small family I have a mom and dad that's it yeah um I have some extended family they did not live near us the ones that did live near us they let old grudges die along with them. Yeah. Um, so, like, I never saw them. So, I I guess I don't have, like, the same um, tie to family in, like, 
some friends, and I'm from Staten Island, very big Italian culture, big families, like family is life. Yeah. And I never had that, and I was always like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why we care about what Uncle Albert <laughs> says or, um, you know, that our aunt is very religious and you know, they can't be out in front of them because right. of what that will do to their family dynamic. And I'm like, so you're just going to sit here and like not be who you are and talk about what you do or like what you like to do or your beliefs or your po political beliefs. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Religious beliefs or lack thereof. Yeah. Like you're, there, there are people pretending to be Catholic in front of their families. Right. Who are like straight up like I don't even know that any of that exists. I don't right. think I believe in that. But there's like this tie to like being like loyal to your bloodline to these people who are just related to you by blood. Yeah. Who you have to be this whole different person in front of just for show. Yes. Um, Older generations um, really hold us at like a higher standard I think just also because we're surrounded by a lot of social media and stuff yeah. they've never really seen and it's always interesting to me when I hear um, older people hear like oh you're 28 and you're living with your partner you guys aren't married mm. you guys don't have a kid mm -hmm. and I'm like queen huh <laughs> no first of all like it's not that cheap to go out there and have a child or have oh, money yeah. to buy a house and second of all um, like nobody, we're not doing this at 19 to 20 anymore. Like, no. you know, we're actually thinking about who we want to get married and we're not considering ourselves property bought. Right. Um, so it's a lot of pressure. I feel like on younger generations that have such strong older generations, like family members mm -hmm. that like run the roost kind of thing. And they just have high levels of toxicity. But yes. Like it's accepted. Yes. It's like so accepted. And, and I think just because I don't have a large family that right. I've like ever had that with yeah um that it's like I see it very clearly because yes. I'm like my family is made up of friends neighbors who have always been around like my my two grandmothers are not related to me by any mean, means um <laughs> both of them are my neighbors um <laughs> And family friends who like just to love that I come over and check on them yeah. and we hang out and you know we'll have lunch or you know just I'll walk their dogs and go on a walk with them and yeah. they just talk about life and they're always you know a little overly nosy sometimes but I love it because yeah. I'm like you're so cute and like I can see whenever I want and like no I don't call you grandma but like you're my grandma yeah. like you're my you're my grandmother yes. figure like I have like neighbors and like people's parents who are like aunts and uncles Absolutely. and like friends who like are like cousins and siblings and like I was gonna say you've really built your own family yeah and like what's weird is like again with like the changing of seasons it's like sometimes I don't see those people and like they kind of naturally drift and like we still care about each other right. but like um I just have like a very fluid family yes. of just like people that like love me and like care about me because of who I am right um so it's just like very a skewed understanding of family so that's fair. I definitely think that ultimately that all ties to perception but I was gonna say and that's the barrier it, it's, it's like the, the societal norm right. of family I guess well but. tell me what you would say to people that 
aren't able to be true to themselves, maybe either around their family or just in general, what would you say to them if they could hear you? Um, you know, I wrote initially those generic responses of like, we're all our own people, like we're one of a kind, like, <laughs> yeah. which is true. Yes. But I also think about, and this is, sorry if this is dark and morbid, but like, I love that already. Who's going to show up to your funeral? What are they going to say? Are they going to list off a bunch of shit that, like, yeah. isn't true or factual or really you? Or is it going to be talked about, like, all the things that, like, really are you and that, like, are genuine and authentic and, like, what do you want to be remembered by? There like, you go. That's pretty. Um, I don't think it's dark or morbid at all. I think that's a beautiful I mean, to, to think about your funeral is not oh, fun. Oh, okay. But, yeah. like, well, you know. some of us want to die. <laughs> Well, that's mental health, you know? Amen. We need to focus on that as a society. Anyway. But anyway. Often topic for another day. But I think, I, I definitely think just, like, think about, like, what are people going to say about you? Like, yeah. When you get older. Or, like, what are they remembering you by? And, right. like, do you want to continue to sit through conversations you don't want to have right. with people that aren't going to accept you? Yeah. And I understand that's hard um, because they're definitely friends of mine who um, just value and love their family so much so and again I don't understand some families so like just the dynamic right uh, because I just don't understand um, but like there are people who are like if I say this or do this like I will literally never be talked to again and like I'm not willing to do that so I understand there are definitely a million factors into it yeah um, but I still think it's a good message and something yeah. that people don't really think about often because uh, a lot of times we're focused in on the present. So to think ahead of time and be like, well, think about your funeral. Think about, like, what people would say. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, and I don't think my parents are ever going to listen to this, but if they do, um, we all know that at my funeral somebody would have a blunt and be like, we're stopping oh, this for B. I will. My right. I, I mean, I will. I will. Let's start together. Um, I don't really want to attend your funeral, but if I, yeah. if, if, you know, I'm kicking, I, even if I'm not smoking at that age, right? you know right. I'm going to have something rolled up That's and been like, we're not going to be pouring one out. Right. We're going to be smoking one up. No, I was going to say, please don't ever pour one out for me. No, please spark up for me. And I, but my parents would be shook at, like if they, yeah. they would show up and they'd be like, why is everybody have weed? <laughs> My parents, so, like, like, I think my parents would be a little uncomfortable, but they'd also laugh. I was going to say, my parents, I don't think my parents would actually, like, care. They might grab um, one. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I'm not I don't sure. think they're jumping on that. When I asked my dad if he had ever smoked marijuana before, my dad said he would like to plead the fifth. <laughs> I was like, okay, so yes. Anyway, <laughs> that's such a my, weird thing to say. I found out recently um, that my dad, he, he always told me he never did drugs. Um, and... <laughs> And I'm like, you, I don't know that I believe you. And um, I got this book, my, like, called Conversations with My Dad. And yeah. it's just, like, random prompts. And, like, has he's told me oh. so many stories that I never knew. And he was like, yeah, I used to live next to this fire department. Um, and I would smoke weed out my window. And they'd be like, hey, Gare, is it is it smoking up there? You need us to come up? It's like, nah. The fire department? Yeah. And I was like, hmm. So you do smoke. smoke. Interesting. I'll yeah. write that down in my little noggin. Yeah, and they they always like take little detours to uh, dispensaries if they're in a state that it's legal. So yeah. like you know they're not gonna be mad about it, but they're not gonna be. I don't know that they'll be thrilled. Right. Well, but I'm like still like. Sorry, you know. But we all know. We're, we all know. We're going to your funeral, Brandon J. So. Yeah. 
please do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, question number six. You find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are. How do you respond? I don't go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if I have, if I know it's a place that I'm going to go and I'm going to hate it, yeah. I just don't go. Right. Unless it's like something I really have to go to. And in that case, um, if I'm attending it by myself, um, I'm just mentally, I'm like, okay, we got to be there for X amount of time. We got to say hi to all the people, do all the things I need to do while I'm here. And then I'm going to, you know, quietly, casually dip out and say my goodbyes. Right. Um, sometimes I have an excuse ready. <laughs> I was going to say, um, how do you like mentally prep yourself? Yeah. I, um, and having an excuse is smart. Yeah. I definitely have an excuse or like just sometimes more recently I've just been like you know I have to leave it this time yes. and I like go up front about that and you do that really well. well set the boundary honey um, and I did that the other night yes. when I was with someone I was like you know what we're gonna smoke this and then like I'm gonna head out because yep. I was like I wanna go home soon but like I don't know how to I got about 30 minutes left on my social clock Love yep and I was like yep. alright we're gonna we're gonna do this and then I'm gonna head out and they're like cool and I was like wow that was so easy yeah. when you find your um, people man she wasn't even uncomfortable or anything exactly. it was just like you know I'm just gonna go do that but um if I go somewhere with a friend or like with my boyfriend to an event that I like don't necessarily want to go to or spend long and, and I'm I get anxious in a lot of social settings and I definitely feel like COVID has brought that on yes even more yep um but I usually have a game plan or like a code word um, and Chris is a lovely, lovely human, and he can also, like, read me like a book. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we just, you know, go and, oh, like, we're gonna go grab another drink, or we're gonna go and do this, and, like, just have, like, five minutes, like, just, like, talk to just be with each other, and, yes. like, then I'm like, okay, cool, now we can go socialize again. Thank yeah. you for, like, giving me a second to, like, chill out and get my, my brain together and, like, Check give me in. some peace. Yeah. Um, peaceful interactions. Um, just brings it like brings your mood stabilized. Yeah, especially when there's a lot of things going on. Um, you haven't dropped this, but I'll drop it for you. Chris is actually a musician in a band. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the like I'm not saying this is what you're talking about, but you yourself have to go to a lot of events, like yes. to go and watch and participate and be mm-hmm. a solidified supporter. Um, yeah. yeah they're really I was gonna say it's really starting up revving up here this uh, spring. With that being said. Do you feel like music is like helpful in those situations that you're able to go to because you're at least watching a band? Yeah, I definitely feel like concerts, bands are great. Like you don't have to talk. It's right. like you have to kind of you kind of want to pay attention to them. Like right. it's not always that. So yeah, music helps. Um, something else that I like to do. Um, thank you, therapy again. Um, <laughs> I like just have never thought of this and I, I shared it with some friends recently who were like I have a hard time calming myself down in certain scenarios what do you what do you guys do and um, something that I'm using more and more um, if available is like you know when you're anxious or you're feeling uncomfortable you kind of go into a flight or fight mode yeah um, and when you think about flight or fight mode you're it like when it doesn't come to anxiety, it's usually surrounding like a very dangerous event. And you're, you go into that mode and you can't calm down. 
and something to like internally tell your body that like it's okay um, is to like drink some like ice cold water and swish it around in your mouth um, because the last thing you're gonna be doing if you're running away, I don't know, the first thing that comes from my, to my mind is like running away from a rabid animal. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not taking, like, you're not taking a break to like drink some water. Right. Or like, you know, if you're about to get punched, you're not like getting a break. You're like, hold on one second. Hold on. <laughs> so your body like then recognizes like, oh, we're hydrating. Yes. We're not in panic. We're not Ooh. unsafe. Yeah. Physically, right. Mentally, yes. We're unsafe, right? But like, your body can then calm down, and like, feeling your body calm down can then help you like come back to a place that you're able to like be in that scenario. That's actually a really good piece of advice. I yeah. heard that. I thought that that would be fun to share. I think that's just swish it around, like be present in that in that moment with that yeah. water, and like you can just like mentally be like, I'm okay. Yeah. Like I'm okay. I'm drinking water. I'm okay. Yeah. And then. Um, so like that's something like if I physically am like why can't I chill out in these <laughs> right, scenarios right, right. I'm like okay water thank you yes okay that's absolutely fair yeah. I love that answer all right question number seven what is your biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life yes um, yes 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 my biggest takeaway is consistency okay um, consistency has been something I'm really working on this year um, it's the easiest way to meet all of your goals yes um, it's the easiest way to work towards something um, I think my easiest example of this is with working out um, so for me one of my things is like just be more fit Chris is a wonderful human and has installed a gym in our home he has so, so cool. like I have to use it obviously it's wonderful right um but it, I need to be held accountable for that and if I'm working out like you know I want to be stronger and I want to feel good look Heck good yeah. you know um and you know I can work out once every three weeks yeah. and I'll feel great on those days but right. I'm not like going to be stronger feeling or feeling yeah. like my pants fit differently if I you know like those are things that I like to, but if, when I showed up every day, I started like feeling differently. My body felt differently. It looked different. Yes. Like, and that was because I was showing up every day, no matter what. Um, even if it was 10 minutes, it was still something yes. because it was creating that habit. Um, and I'll be nerdy for a second. Um, in my field, in my job, I set goals for people all of the time. Um, and all of them, I try to program around consistency because Sure. So I work with kids who have disabilities primarily. Um, and yeah, I could definitely write a goal and have the kid do it, do a skill once or twice. Um, learning is very difficult for them. If you do it once or twice and you don't do it for a while, you're not going to have it. Right. You're not going to have that skill. Um, so you have to program with consistency um, to really make that long-term change. Um, so I always set goals in the SMART format. Do you know? The SMART format? Yeah, so SMART is an acronym. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So specific, um, think what needs to be accomplished by who and what steps need to happen to get there. Okay. Measurable, um, if it's a daily goal, like if you're working to... I don't know, read every day. Um, you have, like, 
you, you should be able to check off whether it happened or it didn't. Yeah. So is your goal, and, and if it's too vague, um, it gives you a little room to really not work towards the ultimate goal. So like right. if your goal is to read every day and you read a half a page of a book, like you're not really working on anything. You're, you're just going through the motions right. to get the credit. Right. Um, but if you're working to like read so that you get like a ton of books at the end of the year, 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 like you want to read more. So like, are you reading a page a day? Are you reading for 30 minutes? Are you reading a chapter? Like set that to be measurable so you can say, yes, I met my goal or no, I didn't that day. Very smart. Um, achievable. This is your reality check. Can you feasibly do this? Um, barriers we're, we got to consider the barriers to yes. success yes. like I could tell myself I'm gonna work out seven days a week even though I'm working out zero right but like very quickly I am not going to meet that goal I feel like that's why like people say like New Year's resolutions don't work just because it's people usually set like an everyday goal of like I'm gonna eat healthy or I'm gonna I don't know yeah no you're right um and then they're like, day two, like, I don't know, for me, I found myself like eating a whole cake and I'm right. like, well, this really fucked it up. Right. Um, there's no balance. Yeah. There's no balance. So you have to make it achievable. Like, and even if that means that you're making multiple goals to like really get there, but like maybe you start out with like, I'm going to have healthy breakfasts every, for three days this week and right. then build that up. So right. make it achievable, relevant, big picture, like. with health related things it's like I want to be able to do these things so like I have to do these things or um I don't know I always go back to like health being like a very easily applicable one um but like savings goals like what's your reason are you just saving money to have an account because then does it like I'm sure it's important but like it's not going to motivate you if you have no goal, right? Like, ultimate goal, like make it big picture goal. And the last thing is time bound. Set a timeline for when you're going to achieve this goal by. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do these things. And it's like three years later, I'm going to do these <laughs> things. And it's like, well, you've done nothing to get there. Right, right, right. So I set goals like that for myself to like maintain that consistency. Um, and that goes for, uh, I say reading and working out because those are like two of my things I'm working on right now. Yeah. Um, I also am working on like leaving my house more often and like seeing friends because sometimes like I work from home primarily um, and I'm like very just like in the habit of being home yes so I'm like my goal is to reach out to two friends a week to try to make plans I like, like that. it's fun. not too much right but it's just enough to like keep me from like holding up in there of course um, so like all of that helps me get to that point of being consistent um, to really see the change that I want to see for myself or the growth I want to see for myself um, and I'm gonna be real cheesy um, you probably read this and were like shut the fuck up no ma'am um, I did not say that <laughs> I love Peloton there's I'm a nothing pel- wrong with that I just feel it's a cult it Susan, is Susan Susan episode she literally talked about orange theory he talks about pole dancing everybody has their okay, form of, of, of movement yeah but I People talk a lot of shit about Peloton, um, and I I did too until I bought one, and then I was like, wow. Um, 
So anyway, I am a part of that cult and I love it. And um, the other day I was in a class, um, my girl Jess Sim, she's my number one, I like definitely have a girl crush on her. Love. Um, she said, while I was like sweating my ass off, I paused my workout, I was like, I really love this and I feel like I want to share this with people. Um, you aren't what you do one time, you are what you repeatedly show up to do. Aww. Um, yes. Yeah, she's a real inspiration. So, like, you have to be consistent. Yeah. Like, you can't say um, that. I don't know. You can't say that you're like a cook after making one meal. Right. I'm I mean, a professional chef. I'm a chef. <laughs> no, you made a PB and J, bitch. <laughs> You're not a chef. You made lunch. Right. Like, congrats. You fed yourself. Right. But like, you know, if no, you're right. working on those things or, you know. You can't, you cannot claim me. Like, I can't say I'm a plant, I'm a good plant mom. I kill most of them right now. They're staying alive. Oh but like, you? I'm like very scared. Like, I, I don't like saying like, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a plant girl. It's yeah. like, I kill them. I'm like, I'm not, because I'm not showing up for them. I'm right. Like, <laughs> no, that's fair. But like, what you say you are and what you show up, you are. And like. That's how you make those changes. I so. agree. I think that that's a very smart thing, and it sounds like you have a lot of. Wait, is it not? Is it self control? Discipline is the word. Do you feel like you have a lot of discipline? I do. I definitely need accountability. Accountability partners. Yeah. Um, my friend Alyssa Hager. Hey, Queen. Um, she is my accountability partner. She calls me out on shit because, like, for example. I have been the snackiest girl in the whole wide world. <laughs> Late night snack yeah. is like my my guilty pleasure. Yeah. But it's I wake up every morning with a stomach ache, being like, "Why did I eat that?" And right. I know why I ate it. Right. But every morning, I'm like that was so dumb. Um, I feel gross. My stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. Yeah. Um. So like last night, I was like, as I'm shoving goldfish down Rejoice. my throat. Yeah. Um. I was like, hey, girl. I need to stop with the late night snacks. You need to work on this. So while I feel like I'm disciplined, I have to still tell someone. Otherwise, I'm like, no one knows no I was. No one knows. <laughs> I still. I'm gonna eat like three pieces of cake right now yeah. at ten thirty. You can technically. I can. But I then can. your stomach hurts. Then my stomach hurts, and I'm a miserable bitch in the morning. Right. So. Well, good. I'm glad that you're using her as an example. So like, I have different friends who I like. Definitely, I'm like, hey. Yeah. You gotta. Y'all let me know. Okay. I just <laughs> you gotta to, ask me. I was gonna say, I just wanted to see because a lot of people, like, especially myself, I also need an accountability partner. Yeah. Um, doing things on my own. Like, sure, like, maybe I'll go for a walk or I'll, like, dance mm-hmm. or, like, release movement. But, like, to actually, like, do physically active things, um, I usually have to call in the big guns and be like, hey, yeah. you guys want to go on a walk? You guys want to do this? Like, that's why I hit um, you up sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to walk. But yeah, it would be right? fun to go laugh and talk with B. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Listen, because walks are always a good time with us. Yeah. Um, so no, I just I like to see that because I do think that you're probably one of my role models at least when it comes to discipline. Being able to see you from literally the ground up, like I will forever talk about Kim the fact that you have your two master's degrees because you literally no because you truly found like something that you were passionate about. Now granted, it may not be forever, and that's okay. Hey, we might come back to it when I'm more exactly. financially stable. Correct. And I think that it's a really beautiful thing to have watched you go. This is what I want. This is how I'm going to get after it, and you do. Um, and I always say that because I dropped out of grad school. And so anybody that finishes, i like, oh, yeah. You knew it wasn't for you. Right. But I, like, to me, it's like, 
accomplishing that goal it takes so much discipline um and so i just like to see if that's something that you can do on your own or if you need an accountability partner like me yeah i Um, definitely need that yeah i'm sorry oh you're fine last question kim i'm so sad that we're here honestly um what is a question that you want to ask the audience listening today okay this is a question and sort of a challenge that I, I'm taking it on myself, and I again, I'm going back to the cult Peloton. I was in a ride yesterday with my girl Robin. She's also great. Inspiration to all. Yeah. Um, and I, she said this, and again, I paused my workout and wrote this down because I was like, oh, I really like this. I need to write it down. Um, and I was struggling with this question, too. I was like, what am I going to ask everyone? Um, so I was glad that this happened yesterday. Yeah. She said, I want you to pay attention to what are you doing, who are you with, and what are you wearing when you feel like your best self. Mm. Um, so I'm personally taking, starting a note section on my phone and like documenting that. Okay. What am I wearing? Who am I with? And what am I doing that like I am experiencing like happiness and joy and like yeah. I'm glad that I'm there. Um, because I think tying back to, you know, protecting my peace, being consistent, you know, growing in general, like you have to, um, it's easy to just like do the things that you're always doing, but when you're more intentional, it's like, oh wow, I feel really great in those, that one pair of jeans. Every time I'm wearing them, I have a great time. Yes. I'm going to wear this more. Right. Or... Bethany makes me laugh and I always feel refreshed and like I feel like we both poured into one another and I'm gonna hit her up more because I feel great when I hang out with her and I'm like I need to do that because also on the opposite side when I feel like shit after hanging out with someone or doing something or wearing something I need to get rid of it or minimize it you know so those are my questions what do you like you know when are you feeling your best yeah um so anyone who wants to do it, take a challenge. I'm notice it. Um, I think that's a great question. And again, people don't really, especially to even say like, what are you wearing? Who are you with? Because mm-hmm. you're right. Like people do. I mean, you know me. I express myself through clothing, mm-hmm. and I love the idea of like knowing that I can wear certain things around my friends, and mm-hmm. then like certain things around other people, maybe family members that I know won't go over so well. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes so, it's for the rise. Right. right? Hey, you know what I mean? Um, so I do I do like that because it's a, a little bit of a step above. It's not just like, look around you. It's like, no, really actually take notice. Like, who are you around? What are you mm-hmm. wearing? What are you guys doing? Is it making you feel fulfilled? I think that's a great one. Yeah. Kim. I know. Any last words? Thank no, you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank dude. you for having me and thanks for doing this. I really love that you're, you know, taking a hobby and putting it on a platform to talk about things. Thanks. Like important things. I'm... I'm you said in the Instagram today, but like I really do like having hard conversations. I really you do. do. Like, I like having the the weird, traumatic, like what have we been through? Because I really think that it defines who we are, yeah. um, and I don't think that it can be scary. And so when I, we're talking about how like sometimes people find things like weird, your real friends will never think that of you. Um, yeah. Like they're always just going to be like, okay, whatever you want to do, because that's what you should be doing, unless it's like mm-hmm. an extreme red flag situation. Which right. then okay, sure, fine. But that's why, like, I love you because I've mm-hmm. literally always just been myself, and you've always been like, high five. You go do that again. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. I know, Holmes. You're the best. I'm here for All it. right, guys. All the love, homies, forever and always. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to be true to you.